Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. It started as a scritch. Then everyone got in a fur pile, and pretty soon we were all yiffing. Gary Hoffman. Who is that guy? I love his suit. Shannon Farron. She's just a driven young woman. I don't know where she gets it. Do you guys know what this is? Gary and Shannon. Places, please. The dance is about to begin. Never wanted this to Are we in a time warp? Is that what the problem? I, I don't understand this, but it just crossed the wire. I, I guess it's a look back at a hundred years of the NFL. Okay, but the the headline is this: Ravens beat 49ers and lights out Super Bowl 47. And then it's a whole write-up of the entire game. And this is the, this one means something to you. Because that was the one in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, the original Dead Hooker Hotel. Yes, it was. A hooker literally died in that hotel the week before we we stayed there. The sink was propped up by, with, with a two by four. Right. Well, and people are talking about that being a potential uh, matchup this season. Holy hell. That would be great. How good did the Ravens look? Who looked better? The 49ers on Sunday night or the Ravens last night? I will say I think, well, I would have to give the edge to the 49ers because they played the Packers. I mean, what we thought the Rams were going to be this year has not materialized at all. The Super Bowl hangover is real. Yeah. It really is. Um, and And I got to say... It was uncomfortable to watch that game last night. It was uncomfortable to see Jared Goff like that. You mean asleep? He's an odd, he's just an odd, he's an odd person. Uh, The story about the uh, ongoing Navy SEAL that was convicted of posing with a corpse, uh, this has not ended. We have uh, continued to see more and more uh, information bubbling up about what's going on with the relationship between the pre- president and the Pentagon and the secretary of the Navy, all of this. We'll talk more about that at Swamp Watch coming up at the uh, at the bottom of the 12 o'clock hour. Uh, we have a good a good story about conduct unbecoming a support dog in an airport. It was only thought- a matter of time before these support animals that are now flying the friendly skies got out of hand. I- and this involves... Um, Yes. It involves output. Right. Not a, not solid output. Like E. coli. It's a bad thing to have. 
It sure is. Well, I think everybody's travel plans are different now than they were even 24 hours ago. There's storm watch going on big time. You are going to have uh, I have relatives in central Oregon mm-hmm. who have canceled their travel plans because of the storm that is rolling. through. And now you've canceled your travel plans. Gone. What do you think? So what what was planned is you were going to leave tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. And uh, and so now you're going to be in your house with your wife. And you're going to have a lot of together time. I'll say this. I'm you're not making sure my it wife... sound like a bad thing. Well, well I, I listen, don't know what she's going to do with this one. I did have to say to my wife, listen, if we cancel these plans, if we're not going to our family, you know, to visit family in Northern California, I'm going to be here. Like I'm this is I live here and this is where I will be. You know that, right? So that when I there won't be the 730 kiss on the cheek and then you get the house to yourself for most right. of the day. You're going to be right, I'll be there. right there. You're going to be like trying to make yourself busy. You're going to be doing unnecessary projects. She'll, you know, she'll be in one room trying to study or something like that. And I'll just go, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. So um, we'll see how things go uh, over an extended weekend when we have a lot of uh, together time. Um, but we're talking about the weather that's rolling through. So last as of yesterday, the the plan, our plan was to leave, go north uh, Wednesday morning. We've done the Wednesday afternoon thing, and it's a nightmare. The day before Thanksgiving is an absolute horrendous sixth circle of hell nightmare getting around Southern California and getting out, getting whatever. It's horrific. So we were going to beat the traffic and go Wednesday. Then God said, here's a funny story. I think I'm going to close the grapevine, which is a very <laughs> highly likely scenario over the course of the next 24 to 48 yeah. hours. And we are not, not going to be stuck on I-5 through uh, the grapevine. So we said, you know what, let's just push up our plans a little bit. We'll beat God to the punch and we'll leave on Tuesday night. So we were going to go tonight and then realize once we get over that hill, it's going to rain on us the entire time which I don't have a problem with. I'm not afraid of driving in the rain. It's I'm totally comfortable with that. It's that it would rain the entire time. And if we had to stop and get out, that's annoying. Well, you were going to go up to Chica, right? Yeah. So it's like nine hours. Nine hours of rain. Yeah. And rain. And and, and you've got to trust other people on the road. That's not my uh, strong suit. I agree. Trusting other people on the road. I agree. So then grandma and grandpa can't come down because they're going to be snowed in where they are. Even if they left tonight, they would hit snow. They're going to be snowed in probably for a couple of days. So we're just, it's easier. Are you going to do a whole turkey thing? Is it just going to be you and your wife and your daughter, right? For now, yeah. And the dog. Do you guys want to come over? Oh, you, listen, that was the most. I know, that's I know, not, not sincere. I I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll give it a couple hours. If you still want to invite us, you can invite. But do it through her because that means that you really mean it. Okay? Do you guys want to come over? That's Question not. Mark? Are you sure? Good times. All right. True Crime Tuesday. I'm begging for an invite. <laughs> And then I'm just going to sit in Thursday and, I don't know, probably watch football. I guess I'll be bored. Maybe I'll do some laundry or do you something. Wanna, should we work? Uh, no, pe- plans have already been made for... We've already done a best of show. I we know. Can't. I mean, not that we've it done shouldn't it. shouldn't be that called... P.S. It, it should not be called best of. <laughs>
That's dumb. It's not the best. We've already done a show that should be called Stuff You Might Have Heard. There you go. All right. Show nuggets. You decide whether or not. We do have a special Thanksgiving news nuggets coming up. True Crime Tuesday when we come back. Gary and Shannon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I forgot to tease this story. Oh. We're going to have to do this Yes, we have to do that story. One of the most ridiculous. You know what? Let's do it at 1030. Okay. Okay. It's one of the most ridiculous corporate overreactions to a funny story we're all screwed. Oh, boy. If we can't talk about this at work, we're screwed. Yeah. Gary and Shannon will continue. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app because you walked in and you went. I'm just really glad that we're off um, this week because I'm really tired of hearing myself talk. <laughs> KFI's ninth <laughs> annual Postathon is coming up Friday, December 6th. That's a week from Friday. We will be broadcasting live all day from Christ Cathedral and Garden Grove collecting money, pasta, and sauce. For Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that feeds 25,000 kids every week in Southern California. Come on out. It is always a party. It's always a good time. And it's such a great day to be able to do something and give back. It really puts you into the spirit of the holidays, I think. 100% of your donation goes directly to Katarina's Club. Hey, and we're going to be hitting up a Smart and Final after the show today. If you go to any Smart and Final store in California, Nevada, and Arizona, and you ask about the $10 KFI Postathon donation featuring Barilla Pasta and Sauce, generously donated by Barilla and Smart and Final Products, they will add $10 to your bill, and you'll get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. If for some reason you can't make it out there next Friday, December 6th, to the Postathon, you can go to postathon.com. And check out a bunch of stuff, including the drop-off locations that are there. There are a bunch of them throughout Southern California, including Brandman University, their Irvine campus. All the collection bins are located right near the uh, front entrance lobby. So it's right there on Laguna Canyon Road. It's one of the places that you can drop off pasta and sauce, which will eventually make its way to Katarina's Club and a way that you can help out. Again, you can find the location of the Brandman University Irvine campus and other drop-off locations at Postathon.com. Okay, so remember we told you about Patrick Frazee. He's the one in Colorado who killed his fiance. They were in a bitter custody battle over their one-year-old. He kills the fiance, and then he calls his mistress, and he says, Hey, I need you to clean up a mess I've made. The mistress comes over. She cleans the crime scene. And the most recent update was that she showed investigators exactly how she cleaned up, where she cleaned up. And there was video they took of her explaining this in the crime scene. And she was shaky. Her voice was shaking. And it was hard for her to to talk about it. And we kind of opined that maybe she cleaned this up not as an accessory for for murder but because she was afraid that he was going to turn around and kill her as well yeah that's the only i'm hoping that's the only reason that she did this now in this interview as uh, the sort of leading her through what they believe was the crime scene she also says at one point that 
Patrick's mom was there while Patrick was mm, disposing of the woman's body. You had also mentioned that at one point Patrick's mom came out and stood on the deck. Um, looking over towards the house, can you tell me where you saw her, his mom? I can just see her stuck out between the two, the two trees. Okay. Here, so there's the wire dog kennel. Right. If you go, if you just go right straight past that, the edge of the wire dog kennel, she came out to about there and then turned and went back in the house. Now that's not to say that uh, Patrick's mom knew that Patrick was oh, burning Kelsey's knew. body. Of at course, the time. she knew. But how do you not? She probably didn't get along with her either. Wow. Sheila, that's the mom, was seen arriving at the district court last week ahead of the guilty verdict that was uh, that was in. She pleaded the fifth rather than testify against her son at trial. But these ongoing, uh, you know, sort of the new details that we're finding out about this case. It's are, just it, terrible. It's almost worse than what you would have expected. It really is. It, right? I mean, we knew the guy did it. It seemed pretty clear he did it. And then when the girlfriend uh, flipped on him and was able to testify against him, we also knew that was adding some of the details to it, but just as bad as it was. And then for her, the girlfriend now, for the girlfriend to be put in such a position where she thought if she didn't clean up the crime scene that she was going to be killed. They said that she, like you said, cut a deal with prosecutors. She's going to serve up to three years in prison. Uh, she pled guilty to evidence tampering. But they said that they had little physical evidence and that they relied on her testimony. And one of the agents on the case admitted under oath that he did not know where this would be without her cracking, without her turning on the guy. That it was that scant when it came to evidence. That's pretty crazy. Which is hard to believe. Well, I mean, you even if there was no physical evidence because the body was burned and the whole bit, you, there's certainly a strong circ, uh, circumstantial case. Well, and how many times, if you're the lead detective in this case, how many times do you deal with a situation like that? You know that guy did it. Sure. You know it. There's just some key missing pieces there. Okay, coming up next, you got an email from uh, one of your friends, uh, somebody that I know as well, worked in the radio business for a long time, about something that happened to him at work. It is a very much 2019 story of where we're at and what we're allowed to say at work and what's going to get us into trouble. The bar Mm. has gotten very low, guys. And what you're allowed to say not at work. Right, just around coworkers. We gotta get a. I was just gonna say we, we gotta to... get a door that shuts automatically, Nick. <laughs> Nick, we need a new door. Yeah, we need one of those hydraulic door closers for the office. Yeah, we need a Matt Lauer situation. No, that was the wrong. Well, I didn't mean the sex. I meant okay. the door. <laughs> <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue it's in just a, a moment. Off the rails Tuesday. <laughs> Just here, though. I mean, it's not. They're the ones who are just here. It's just that I have her car keys, which is a oh, weird. Why do you have her car keys? Because I was going to go there to her house. So I had the house key, the car key. If I needed the 
oh, could get I see. into well, our house. Well, you can mail it back. You can FedEx it. Again, we don't need to talk about this on the air. We can work this out during the commercials. <laughs> I figured we had a plenty of time, but we <laughs> apparently didn't. Huh. Oh, wow. Denver, look at that. Red airplane. Airplane. <laughs> when it comes to the delays at the Denver airport. This whole thing, this, this is not just weather for California, by the way. There's just about everyone who's going to be impacted. Unless you live Miami and south of there, everybody else is going to have a, some sort of weather event for uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. You just talked to somebody who was, were they supposed to come in today from Denver? No, she just lives there. Oh. I was just checking up on her. Time, hold on a second. You were just checking up on her because it's snowing in Denver. Well, she posted on Instagram a story of her husband blowing snow, using a snowblower to basically get to work. Okay. So I wanted to see if she was snowed in. Yeah, I'm my mother. I thought. Okay, I am my mother and I call and check up on people when it's weather. I thought it was because she was leaving town and you were concerned that she wasn't going to be able to either get to the airport. No. Or B would be stuck in the airport. I was just checking up on her. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I have feelings. Got an email from a buddy today. This is insanity, you guys. First of all, it starts out really funny, and it goes not funny. But I'll read to you the email. It says, I wanted to share a story with you that has an unexpected ending. Our family of five was in our SUV when our 16-year-old son happens to run cross-country Pipes up and says that one of his teammates has decided to abstain from a certain activity that teenage boys do a lot until the state championship cross-country meet. His thinking was that his testosterone would be extra high. Our 12-year-old daughter says, people don't really do that, do they? At this point, this is dad writing, at this point, I was starting to sweat because there was no way to avoid the line of questioning. The 12-year-old girl follows up with the question with another. He doesn't do that, does he? Referring to the 16-year-old brother. The 16-year-old was silent. Mom and another brother were laughing hysterically, and I, the dad, wanted to get out of the vehicle. That's a funny story. There's awkward moments like that when you're raising Absolutely. teenagers. He, said, he goes on to say, here's the unexpected ending. I shared the story, told the exact same way. Over pizza and beer with some members of my team from work. It was a Friday. On Monday, I was sent to a meeting with our corporate lawyer who told me to go home for the week while they decided if I'm still employed. Yesterday, I returned to work on probation. What the hell is 2019 all about? So there's a couple of things about this, right? First of all, this is... This is a different part of the country. This is not California. Okay. Where is it? This is, well, it's Kansas. Okay. So whatever decision or whatever conclusion you come to in your mind that this is Kansas, and of course it's Kansas, it's Kansas. The idea that you would tell a story like that to friends from work over pizza and beer, not at work, right? I don't think they serve pizza and beer there. You're hell, you're telling funny stories about family stuff, and this is one of the highlights of living with teenagers is this type of a story, this exact type of story. Now, I happen to know where he works, and I'm uh, kind of surprised that this would happen, but um, 
I don't want to give too much information because I don't it's not up to me to divulge his identity. But that someone took that pizza and beer conversation about the awkwardness of a conversation about masturbation with teenage kids and turned it into an HR complaint. That makes me terrified. It makes me terrified. This is this this whole conversation, this thing right here is is minor compared to the things that we do. Oh. The things that we do, we should be sent to HR for. Honestly. But if you can't even have a conversation about an awkward moment with your kids and like you know, something that would be in Parenthood with Steve Martin from 1991. Sure. Then w- what can you talk about? I, like want, that, I don't want to I don't want to live in that world here's, where here's, we're that freaking PC. And in, imagine, imagine if Blake took to heart something that you said this morning, whatever. That was funny because he was wearing headphones while you were whispering something into the microphone. No, I know he heard me. Oh, OK. Just make yeah. So. If if he went to HR and said, hey, I have a problem, there was a threat of physical violence against me. Blake, you don't really feel threatened, do you? Physically, like, no. Mentally, you feel threatened? <laughs> have I hurt you? No. Okay. Physically? I apologize. You've got on my nerves, but you ever oh. hurt Okay. We work close together a lot. We get on each other's nerves. It's going to happen. But if you if someone called you it was like Shannon, we'd like to set up a meeting with you approximately two oh five because of today. something I said to Blake because of something you said now they you didn't know it was from Blake mm-hmm. and the whoever that person is said there have been suggestions that you are physically threatening to your coworkers and I'd say you're damn right I'm physically threatening. See, I don't think that would be a good idea. Here's you probably wor- want a lawyer in there with you. <laughs> Here's if, what I'm worried is about. Is it suggestions if it's illicit words? And, like, is it just a suggestion of physical threat if it's like, this is specifically how I'm going to hurt him? Oh, I don't think she got into I specifics. Didn't into she, just, I said, she just I, I, said I, what I, the I, result I, I would be. I think I said I'm going to kill that kid. Oh, yeah. okay. That effing kid. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm worried about. You and I talking in the office mm-hmm. and somebody walking by right. who's... Not as evolved with okay. their creativity. Right. Um, and then they complain. And like, we're not even directly talking to them. They just overhear it because that's a real thing in 2019, too. Monica? Yes. Have you ever complained to HR about the things that Shannon and I say? Um, no, not yet. Listen, I wasn't there? on the Any list. Hesitation. I wasn't in the manifesto, the because original only manifesto. The- <laughs> I hesitated only because our conversation today was interesting. Yeah, but did you ever at one point feel no. like the best option is for you to go to HR or to say no. to Wait, us? Not no. even when you got that text message? Today? Yeah. No, because I feel like you and I are on the same playing field when it comes to that stuff. Good. That's why I said, see you in hell yeah. when I responded. <laughs> I'll be the one in the suite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Seriously, though, we've got to tighten it up in that office in terms of security with the door. Probably. Although, I think think the way that you guys read stuff and talk about stuff, you, you get so excited sometimes. Yeah. 
We're very excitable. Yeah, yeah. And then there are certain parts that you read a little louder than some. Like, I think I walked in today, you guys were talking about diarrhea. And I'm like, hmm. Well, diarrhea right. is not offensive. I know that. It, well, well, you know what I mean. It's a song about a, 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 song, I'm, a story about saying. a dog. Yeah, I'm just saying. You do You're going to get offended by diarrhea? Oh, no. See, now, listen. Again. Listen, See, there are other things that I've walked in on let's that a, I regret. Let's get a lawyer in there with you before you go to HR. Because I don't need you I mean, flipping it, tables on someone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't talk about dog diarrhea yeah. anymore. Housewives of New Jersey uh, style. Seriously. <laughs> I just pulled something over here. <laughs> right here. What is that? Uh, your spleen? What? Yeah. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google it in the commercial break. See what happened to your spleen. She's shutting down. When we say, when we come back, talk about talk about guys uh, got in trouble for saying things. Remember Papa John? He says there will be a day Spleen. of reckoning. Spleen pain. Gary and Shanna will continue after we get an update on the. Oh, that's exactly where it is. That's exactly where it is. I'm going Yeah, we're like a virus. Bacterial infection. Why are they playing Christmas music in the bathroom, though? Because it's just one of the stations from upstairs. I'm going to go change it. I'm going to go put our show on. No, no. What? We can do it in a few minutes. You don't have to do it right now. When we get into Swamp Watch, we'll talk about Michael Bloomberg's big kickoff for his campaign. What a bad misstep. Your statement should... End with let's get it on. Who's signing off on this? When you're 77, let's get it on. No is one's not a... no one's trying to get it on with you, Michael. Who's the boxing ref? My my, my... Blake, help me out here. The boxing ref. Let's get it on. What? Am I the only one who knows this? It's it's kind of that's an not an older reference. I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> the name of it. I didn't want to say it, but Mills Lane. Mills Lane. Thank you. Who knew that? I did. Nick knew that? No, they Googled. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd your you spleen go? Computer. What, what, happened in the, what happened in the doctor's office just now? Did you find out your spleen blew up? I stopped looking. Oh, that's bad. Do you want me to, to keep looking? I feel like it's all right. All right. Papa John's. Papa John's. Everybody remembers Papa John Schlatter, sorry, John Schnatter. The May 2018th conference call was what took down John Schnatter. He used the N-word during this internal conference call on, I don't know, diversity training. But he said he did it to convey his hatred of racism, and he was quoting another famous founder. His argument was basically that he hated racism. And if you, but to me, that using the word to say, boy, I hate it when people say that word. No, you can't do that. Why would you do that? If you're really that adverse to racism, you would never, that word wouldn't leave your lips. Here's his comments, by the way. He talked about eating pizza from Papa John's since he's left. After years of touting better ingredients, better pizza, 
Schneider says it's ultimately the customers who are left with a bad taste in their mouths. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, and it's not the same pizza. It's not the same product. It just doesn't taste as good. The way they're making the pizza, the way they're putting the pizza together, is just not fundamentally sound to what makes a Papa John's pizza a Papa John's pizza. Uh, Can I pull the car over? Yeah, go. He's had 40 pizzas in the last 30 days? I think what I'm hoping, what he means is, He's tasted 40 pizzas over 30 days. Because if you've had 40 pizzas over 30 days, uh, good on you, but you're also 390 pounds quickly, and you've had seven heart attacks. Are we going to get pizza today for Blake's birthday? Because we're not going to be here. If you do, don't forget about me, Nick. Oh. Blake, do you want pizza for your birthday? You want to just do it when you guys get back next week? Okay. We'll do that. I love that. Thank you for that, Blake. No problem. Took the pressure off of us. John Schnatter says that the people who work on the board of directors used the black community and race as a way to steal the company. He says they stole the company and no. now they've de- no, 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 no. They stole you the said company the N word on a conference call. Are we in this new weird 2019 where everyone's a victim when they do something bad? Like Katie Hill posing naked, brushing hair. She's now a victim. Um, because she took pictures naked with bong loads. Uh, so now, now she's a victim. And he says the N-word on a conference call. So now he's the victim because there was some sort of coup. It's like, let's take let's take responsibility for our actions, folks. You get a lot further in life not apologizing for yourself. Do you think he, just, t- just own it? But do you I think he should have sold the millions of shares that he had? He's no longer the largest shareholder in the company. Do you think he should have been forced to do that? I don't think there was a it, it no. was forced, but it was sort of the social pressure to do something like that. As opposed to just saying, you know what? I'm off the board. You guys do with it what you want, but I'm still gonna be the guy. I think this move is uh probably indicative of his regret for share for selling the shares. And now he's trying to trash the brand yeah. so that it's not worth as much. Yeah, he's talking about a day of reckoning when all of this is going to come out. And I assume he means that he's probably going to try to take the company back at some point. Anyway, uh, we'll come back. Talk about this fire burning in Santa Barbara. The timing of it is unusual only because it's going to be out in a day or two because of the, the rains that are coming in. So we'll talk about how big this thing blew up last night when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The Navy SEAL posing with a corpse story is not going anywhere. Critics of the president's actions with regard to this story say that the president is eroding the military's command structure. He's defended himself, contending that Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher was treated unfairly. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says Trump ordered him to stop at a uh, disciplinary re- review in Gallagher's case. Senator Jack Reed is an Army veteran. He says the president's involvement in the military justice system is inappropriate. Bottom of the hour, we'll tell you about some of the scams that are going around. Do not fall for these scams. We've seen a couple of them already popping up on Facebook and other social media, so we'll talk about that. Also, um, top of the hour, we'll get into all of our trending stories. 
KFI's ninth annual Postathon coming up on Friday, December 6th, a week and a half from now. We're going to be there all day broadcasting every show from Christ Cathedral and Garden Grove, collecting money and pasta and sauce to benefit Katarina's Club. Chef Bruno's charity that feeds 25,000 kids every week here in Southern California. You can go to any Smart and Final store and donate 10 bucks there at the register. I'll add 10 bucks to your bill and then uh, give 10 bucks worth of Barilla pasta and sauce to Katarina's Club. They'll also get a chance, you will, for a, to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. For all the locations, uh, how to get to Christ Cathedral, how it is to you can drop off different places around Southern California or even donate online. Big website set up for all of that stuff, pastathon.com. I was just watching a DC-10 make a Fozcheck drop on that fire that is burning in Santa Barbara County. It looks like it took off about 4 p.m. yesterday near Highway 154 and burned quickly downhill, threatening thousands of properties, prompting big evacuation orders. It's at 4,100 acres right now, no containment, according to Santa Barbara County Fire. They've been doing an update. Let's see if we can dip in and listen into what's been going on. And then curtailing and getting that, what did slop over back into um, where we want to keep it. So um, the other thing is we've had a lot of fire in Santa Barbara County, specifically on the front country over the last 15 years or so. This is one of the last slots of old vegetation, and it's something we've all talked about um, for years and years, like just a nightmare spot of, right down the San Marcos Pass where the winds funnel. The last time it burned was 1990 in the Painted Cave Fire. And so we were all kind of ramping up as soon as we heard the start location, what we could expect was it coming down into Santa Barbara. So, um, yeah, it's a 29-year-old fuel bed. Uh, Last night we had uh, several night-flying helicopters. You may have all seen that valuable asset. They did great work at uh, getting support to those guys on the ground in those dangerous spots. And then finally, um, we've been through enough of these events that are cooperative uh, relationships with Santa Barbara County, Santa Barbara City, Cal Fire, uh, CARP, Summerlin, Lompoc, all of the Santa Barbara County agencies and our neighbors to the south with Ventura County have have come together to help us out. Uh, The incident management team, we are unified command with Santa Barbara County, Cal Fire, and the Forest Service. And really, I'd just like to appreciate those folks that have come together in a seamless manner and just engaged at a, at a top-notch level. So uh, I'm feeling good. We do have a real tough day ahead of us today, and then the weather will switch, as, as you'll probably hear about or you've already heard, um, to the rain cycle starting later tonight or tomorrow morning. So um, thank you. Now I'd like to introduce my partner from Cal Fire, Scotty Jabbert. Good morning. Um, about five years ago, it was pretty typical to end fire season uh, around November 1st. That was kind of the norm. And in the last few years, we've seen our fire season extend out. And here we are again, uh, unfortunately, uh, near Thanksgiving, the end of November. So, so with that, we've had to make some adjustments uh, in the fire service, uh, especially with CAL FIRE, that here we are in, in the end of November and we're still at peak fire season with the brunt of uh, the majority of our resources still staffed this time of year. And the reason for that is is why we're here today. So with that, uh, even though we do have some fire activity statewide, 
uh, we were able to provide an abundance of ground and air resources to the incident. And as mentioned, uh, we're all working very well together. Unfortunately, we've gotten really good at this, working together uh, on these fires, especially at the end of the year. Uh, we have resources deployed uh, all the way from uh, Monterey to San Bernardino, uh, and that includes not just CAL FIRE resources, but local resources and federal resources as well. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, even though we do have some rains coming, uh, we're not, it's not over yet. We're still looking at staffing uh, heavily through the end of the year, uh, preparing for additional fires, uh, and, and especially when we get these wind events. All right. We will um, uh, pull so away just, and monitor uh, that. I just wanted to mention this. The L.A. Times uh, spoke with a woman who was one of the people in the Goleta Valley Community Center, uh, spent the night there. 90-year-old Irene Lamberti, 90 years old. She says she first saw smoke when she was driving home from her swim aerobics class. (laughs) She said she didn't think she'd have to evacuate, and she settled down to watch Antiques Roadshow. She said, I didn't think it was going to affect us. But about 8 p.m., authorities knock on her door, tell her that the neighborhood is evacuating. She said she and her husband spent about a half an hour grabbing items from around their home. They forgot their toothbrushes and her husband's pajamas, but did remember their Japanese embroidery of a geisha. I just found that anecdote to be rich. (laughs) 90 years old. She goes to swim aerobics. That's amazing. She walks antiques roadshow and she she does embroidery, Japanese embroidery of a geisha. (laughs) There you go. And they forgot their toothbrushes. Yeah, well. They, and what did her husband sleep in? Watched the one with the, the the man with no clothes on and some extra bad breath this morning. Oh. Uh, but and the the fun <laughs> fun part about this, the the fire officials made reference to it. There, it's going to rain late tonight into tomorrow morning, and uh, this thing will hopefully just kind of steam out and fizzle out and not get a whole lot bigger than the forty one hundred acres that it is. But if you know where uh, in Santa Barbara where you can take the 154 to wine country up and over the hill. Yep. This is right along that that San Marcos Pass that it's so burning. much brush there, so much yeah. vegetation to burn through, but like you said the rain's coming, so that's good news. All right, coming up next. It looks like Amazon employees are having a tough go of things. I uh, just literally added to the problem. This Amazon problem. Early early Christmas gift for my wife and uh, you guys uh, talked me into buying. And then well, if I realized, you weren't going to buy it, I was going to buy it. <laughs> and then I realized that I'm going to put people in harm's way in the Amazon warehouse. We'll talk about this latest look at how people are being maimed by Jeff Bezos when we come back. With every role that you play, the revolution terrorized. There's a time Again, with the door open, I've got to stop speaking when doors are open. Or you know what? You, you know in the supermarkets where, when the sliding doors open and those giant fans would blow really hard to keep the hot air out or the cold air out, whatever, you know, depending <laughs> on where you are. We need something like that. When the door is open, it just shoots loud white noise out in the hallway so you can't hear anything that's being said. That'd be brilliant. Brilliant. You know how when people get older, their filters kind of uh, wane? Yes. Disappear? What's going to happen? I don't know. 
I don't know. You're going to start quoting the Bible or something like that. Something unexpected. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Swamp Watch comes up at, uh, at 1230 where we talk about Washington, D.C. stuff. Also in the 1 o'clock hour, you can uh, attend your own funeral with extreme embalming. There are some of these things, the images that you looked at and you were like, oh, yeah, I want that. Oh, yeah, I got to have myself a bush light. <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, the lady propped up with a bush light. Why would you do that to your family? Because it's comical. That's not comical to me. That's is it not brutal? Oh, yeah. I went to this funeral the other day, and the lady had a can of beer in her hand. I think my nephews would think it's hilarious. Well, I suppose. All right. Have you seen? Oh, the presidential turkey pardon's coming up. Nick, we're oh, we got to take this. That. We got to. Should we, we take it live? Yes. Let's go live. Got it. Didn't know this was coming up. Butter, bread, and butter. Bread and butter. The turkeys that are. Is that leather she's wearing? Uh, it might be fake suede. Oh, suede, suede, fake suede. Elected on that very great day, but it's uh, it's good to know a lot of people are very happy. We're doing well. Our country is doing very well, and the first lady and I are delighted to welcome you all to the White House on this magnificent autumn day. On behalf of the entire Trump family, I wish each and every one of you a very happy Thanksgiving. It's going to be a great Thanksgiving. We're glad to be joined today by Representatives David Rouser and Jason Smith and a man who's uh, done, and I have to say they are warriors. They have all been great warriors. Mark Meadows, thank you very much, the three of you. Please stand up. They are warriors. And great people. And Deb, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thanks also to the president of the National Turkey Federation, Joel Brandenberger, and its chairman, Kevin Dowdy, who's here with his family and his wife, Jan. Where is Kevin? Jan, thank you very much. Please stand up for what you do. He's also the head of Butterball, for chairman what you of do. Butterball. <laughs> the head of the, the National Turkey Federation. Thank you for Great your job. service. We appreciate your involvement. Thank you very much. Bring out the turkeys. As we gather this week with loved ones across our beautiful land, we give thanks to God for the many gifts that he has bestowed upon us. Today we also come together to honor the beautiful feathered friend, the noble turkey. And that's a beauty. It's said that Abraham Lincoln was the first president to spare a Thanksgiving turkey at the request of his son. In 1947, President Harry Truman accepted the first annual national Thanksgiving turkey. In the decades that followed, presidents from Kennedy to Reagan would show mercy. Oh, I can hear See? That. Wow. That's a strong bird. Get to that. their Get birds. <laughs> but it was George H.W. Bush who first issued an official pardon. In keeping with that tradition, today I will issue a pardon to a pair of very handsome birds, butter and his alternate bread. That's true. Look at you. Their names were chosen by the students of Harold's Christian Academy in North Carolina, great state. Bread and butter were raised in Tar Heel State by farmer Welly Jackson, who's here with us with his wife, Tara, and their lovely family. And I want to thank you very much. Great job. Stand up. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for these turkeys. The greatest Thankfully, turkeys. bread and butter have been specially raised by the Jacksons to remain calm under any condition, which will be very important because they've already received subpoenas to appear in Adam Schiff's basement on Thursday. Oh, Hundreds of people have. It seems the Democrats are accusing me of being too soft on turkey. But bread and butter, I should note that unlike previous witnesses, you and I have actually met. It's very unusual. That's like three in a row. I know. Who wrote this? Very unusual. In any event, I expect this pardon will be a very popular one with the media. After all, turkeys are closely related oh! to vultures. I don't know if I like that line, yeah. but there is a little truth to it. Four but today, after the birds will retire to Gobbler's Rest at Virginia Tech, great college, where they will be cared for you and guys, enjoy is, a terrific life. Yeah. This, is happening. this Thanksgiving, we bow our heads in gratitude for the newfound prosperity and spirit that's taking place all across America. country has never been more successful. Our military has been rebuilt. We captured the number one terrorist in the world and killed the number one terrorist in the world, al-Baghdadi. And I want to thank our military because there's nothing like our military. And I want to thank Almighty God for the shedding His grace on our nation. Our nation is special, and we especially send our love to members of the United States Armed Forces serving all over the world. We're forever thankful for those who wear our nation's uniform and the families who support them. The families are so important. They could never be the same without those great families. Because of their selfless service, millions of our fellow Americans are celebrating another wonderful Thanksgiving in safety and in peace. And just a very special country, a very special place, the Rose Garden at the White House, if you're looking back here, that's the Oval Office. Some of you haven't been here before. But every time we walk onto the grounds of the White House, we realize how special it is. So now we reach the moment bread and butter have been waiting for so patiently their presidential pardons. Melania and I wish all Americans a very happy and blessed Thanksgiving. We love you all. Butter. Let's talk to you for a second, because I'm going to do something that oh, you're going to be very happy yeah. about. Uh-oh, that looks like a dangerous bird. <laughs> it just escaped. <laughs> Uh-oh, they're putting him up on the table. Oh, boy. The president's over there. He's... Butter, I wish you a lot of luck. But I, I hereby grant you a full and complete... Wait, what about the other one? Or is it just if this one doesn't behave? I'm not really sure about the uh, the logistics of the of the pardon and the alternate. But that was great. That's an impressive bird. I hope China was watching. <laughs> Gary and Shannon.
640 live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Good turkey pardon day. That was nice to see. President pardon the turkeys. Or one of them, at least. What they're going to do the other? Was it butter the or bread? It was butter. Butter. It was butter. Butter got the uh, got the part. It's a huge turkey. Say that again. Would you call huge, me? Huge, no, not you. <laughs> hey, Dad, where's the butter? <laughs> hey, Dad, I thought you guys liked. Uh, I thought you guys kept butter in the pantry. <laughs> the extra butter. This is Gary's uh, daughter when she comes home from college. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's what you said, which is funny because she's like 100 pounds. No. I don't even think she's that. Right. <laughs> like soaking wet. Right. So Carrie was talking about uh, t- teaching her before she goes to college about, you know, sensible eating and things. And I'm like, well, what do you think? She's going to come back at Christmas and... And want to eat the butter. <laughs> and he does this bit about well, her there's... looking for butter in the kitchen, and it's the funniest ass. You remember, you know, the first time hey, in, Dad, we're in... You got any more butter? <laughs> the first year in college where you've got that meal plan. Oh, yeah. And there's just I gained. I did, gain, I did gain 10 pounds. The freshman two... 15. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. At least. Well, it was all starch. Like, you'd go to eat at the dorms, and it was all starch foods. Like, it, there was, it was... It was mashed potatoes. Well, yeah, exactly. You don't have mom and dad... Sandwich. Cooking, so you eat ramen and mac and cheese yeah, right. and, and whatever's eat, easiest. Yeah, we would make Easy Mac yes. every night at 2 in the morning after a bottle of tequila. Yep. This <laughs> is really bad decisions. Well, my, my drinking Whoa. wasn't quite as sophisticated. We had uh, <laughs> PBRs and, and, and pop in. Yeah, pop off. <laughs> we, we had cran apple and pop off. Um, oh, we've seen these stories before about Amazon and the warehouses where people are just being worked <laughs> to the bone. Uh, the Atlantic is the latest to jump onto this, uh, uh, jump onto this train that suggests that the quotas at Amazon are what are maiming the employees. I mean, in all honesty, it's more likely the robots than it is the quotas. But I understand they're they're under a lot of pressure. I mean, the fact that I can order something to just now and have it delivered by tomorrow is significant. There's got to be a massive infrastructure in oh, place yeah. for that to happen. They talked to a woman named Candace Dixon. Candace lives in Corona. She's 54, and she says, I'm too young to feel like I'm 90 years old. And that's how she feels, thanks to, in her account, her days working at an Amazon warehouse in Eastvale. She was a stower. Her job was to stand in a spot on the floor and fill an unending parade of merchandise racks. Another worker would bring her boxes upon boxes of goods, whether it be protein powder, inflatable unicorn pool floats, laptops, makeup, you know, all the stuff that we order. She'd grab each item out of a box, scan it, lift it onto the rack, and scan its new location. And she'd use a stepladder to put things on top of the rack. For heavy items, she'd have to squat down to hoist them in. And as soon as she filled a rack, she'd press a button and one robot would zip it away while another robot would bring a new one to fill. And she said she had to scan a new item every 11 seconds to hit her quota. And Amazon knew when she did not hit that quota. It was being tracked constantly and it was sent to her manager in real time. And if she didn't hit her target speed, she'd be written up. And if she didn't improve, she'd be fired. Well, she says within two months of this job, after scanning 100,000 items, 
the lifting had destroyed her back. She had bulging discs. She had a back sprain, joint inflammation, chronic pain. They found that her injuries were 100% due to her job, and she could no longer work at Amazon. Today, she can barely climb stairs. The um, the speed and the innovation that Amazon is responsible for when it comes to packages and when it comes to the ability to, in each of these different warehouses they have around the country, get your boxes where they need to go is amazing. To the point where they know that they've had to push back on some of the, the stories about this. And I don't know if you've seen these commercials yet for Amazon this year, but this is one example of them where you see these boxes traveling. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody. And it takes you around different places. You get to see the boxes and the little smile is singing and they show you inside the warehouses. Everybody's super happy as they're you know, pushing a million boxes through a warehouse uh, every 24 hours. There's a, when you look at the different injuries, it's not just a sprain or a strain or even one of those repetitive stress injuries or even, you know, back problems like she was talking about. They said that there were uh, a gas, there was a gas leak, for example, in the Eastvale warehouse. Managers wouldn't slow down, even though they were dizzy and vomiting and they were told that they would have to take personal time if they wanted to leave the warehouse that was uh, the subject of a gas leak at this point. The other thing that uh, that happens in this, this crunch time for the human body, not only do you have robots in most of these warehouses to some degree going around, some of them rely on robots more than others, the company's logs for injuries show that the weekly injury counts spike at two distinct moments. Cyber Monday, which will be next Monday, and Amazon Prime Day, which lately has been the middle of July, that those huge crunch times is when we see people falling left and right. What do you think? Should people stop working at Amazon? I Or is this a problem that Amazon needs to fix? I mean, well, they need to. You shouldn't you shouldn't be injured on the job. You should it, not be. And not... It, it seems kind of like it's uh, it's pervasive. There. If, it's if... not just. A couple people. And if you're like the Mandalorian, no droids. We're not doing that. We're not comparing everything to the Mandalorian. I'm just saying he didn't like droids. Okay. I mean, you can't if you want to, but it's going to get tedious. Nah. For you, maybe. I got to say, though, the the guys that drop off the Amazon stuff at your house, they seem harried. Oh, especially now? When you start getting into those freelance people that are starting Mm -hmm. to drop off. Oh, yeah. Those are the people who are harried. Yes. Our UPS guy, nicest guy in the world. And he's never, he could be carrying a 90-pound bag of dog food, and he is just happy to be around. Like, he loves it, knows our names, is very happy, very pleasant. No, th- these are the guys in the white vans with all the Amazon packages on the dash. <laughs> They're, very And hairy. every time they take a turn, they go flying yes. off the dash. Yeah. Okay. Well. Gary and Shannon. You were the roof in the top of my- Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. 
Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we have Tasty Tuesday to tell you all about. We'll tie up any loose Thanksgiving ends for you. Now's the time. Coming up in the next hour, Terror in the Skies, brought to you by a support dog. feel bad for this dog because everyone's talking about him. It's embarrassing. Should we hide his name? Yes. We just don't want to. Yeah. I think that's only fair. That'd be mean. President... uh, Pardoned the turkeys today at the White House, the annual ceremony to pardon the turkeys. Oh. That's a strong bird. A strong bird. Butter was the one who was pardoned, at least out, out in public. Um, the Red Sox are moving their AAA team from Pawtucket to Worcester. Excellent breaking news right there. Well, Paw Sox was the name of their was the name of their mascot, and they're changing it to the Woo Sox. Up in San Francisco, it looks like authorities have a retaliatory killing on their hands. There was a popular kid by the name of Rayshon Williams. Rayshon Williams was 14 years old, super popular, lived in the Mission District, went to middle school there, had a bunch of friends at Sacred Heart where he enrolled on a scholarship, played on the freshman football squad. And he was killed September 2nd, 2014. He was killed when he was stabbed in the heart on the sidewalk there in San Francisco. His 12-year-old brother saw it happened and saw his older brother bleed to death during the car ride to the hospital. This is, this is a heartbreaking story because Rashawn was, was in the Mission District after school with not just the 12-year-old, but a 6-year-old as well, 6-year-old brother and mom, Roxana. And an infant sister. So the three boys all run into a supermarket to buy candy while mom waits uh, near the car just a short time away. At the same time, a guy named Luis Quinones and another boy walking up Mission Street. On security camera, uh, the McDonald's at 24th Street, you can see him headed south toward the market. Uh, The problem is Quinones and this other boy walked past the market, begin to round the corner when Rashawn walks out of the store. And the two boys turn back towards Rashawn, saying something. You'd see that on the video. They're saying something to each other. But they stood in, each, in front of each other for about 15 seconds as the two other brothers came out, the 6- and 12-year-old, and stood nearby. And in a flash, one of the guys stabs Rashawn, hitting him straight in the chest. And he stumbles backwards. He turns and runs towards his mom's car with his brothers behind him. And the two boys, Quinones and a second boy, run in the other direction. Police arrested Quinones, who was 14 at the time on suspicion of murder. But he was later freed because video proved he was not the stabber. The footage showed someone who was with Quinones stabbing Rashawn in front of the market. That boy was never arrested, though police believe they knew his identity. A year later, he was shot and killed. That remains unsolved as well. So you have the 12-year-old who witnessed it, who's now, wow, he's 17 already, now charged with the fatal shooting of Luis Quinones, the other kid who was there the day of the stabbing. But again, not the one who did the stabbing, but was there. And it looks like Rashawn's younger brother, shot and killed Luis Quinones. The city police force and anti-violence groups in that area have said that they have put a priority on stopping this type of retaliatory bloodshed. 
community-focused policing, other programs, and they say in a lot of cases it's worked because youth violence throughout San Francisco and the state as a whole has dropped sharply over the last decade. But how you would how you would convince a 12-year-old to not avenge the death of his yeah. older brother like that, that he witnessed this go down. He watched his son bleed out on the way to the hospital. And that's just always going to happen. That's just what happens. Yeah. Rashawn's family did, did not want to speak with the uh, the newspaper that put this story together. They said that uh, really the, the attorney couldn't say anything either because of the privacy rules when it comes to juveniles. In fact, the newspaper article does not name the 17-year-old, even though he's been charged with murder, doesn't name the 17-year-old. It's so. just life after life after life that's been ruined. Um, and I guess what makes this... More stunning is the fact that it, at the time of this, that this all began, um, they're so young, 14-year-olds, a 12-year-old, and that, that cascading violence can just go on for, for years. And in the event that Luis Quinones has a younger brother, if he does, right. or some other family exactly. member or friend, exactly. it's now going to turn around and try to avenge his death as well. All right, coming up next, we will talk trending. All you need to know about the storm watch. We're actually going to have some real weather around here. Ah, let's not get crazy. Well, canceled your Thanksgiving. Oh, oh. that's a strong bird. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together, they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's called dropping honkers. That's right. Hunger's dropped everywhere. All over the desk. All over it. Where's Nick? He's dropping honker right now, too. Stop it. You're making my spleen hurt. I thought you got that taken care of. (laughs) Uh, Is that something that needs to come out? The spleen? Is that like an appendix situation? No. All right. So that stays in. Are you sure? But I would. It's better Keep to it. have it. It's better Keep to have it. it. Yeah, okay. you're already. You, yeah, no. Well, let's not take more stuff out. Let's not do that. <laughs> it's probably. I mean, you don't need to put a lot in, but don't put don't take stuff out. Karen wanted wow. to know. Karen wrote on Facebook, and this was a brilliant observation. I want to know how it's possible people who grew up in the '80s and early '90s have created ultra sensitive children. I grew up watching Eddie Murphy Delirious, and I love it. I can't have pizza and beer with uh, with coworkers, not at work on your own time, without them trying to get you fired. It's despicable. What you do outside of work is your business unless it endangers others, as in death, molestation, or rape. <laughs> Sounds like a busy weekend. I really hate this pansy <laughs> world we live in. That's the part about it is you, you – let's, let's assume – let's assume Blake was upset at you telling a story about a funny anecdote – about masturbation 
right, over pizza and beer. Again, not in the office, not at a work event, pizza and beer. If Blake was so upset about it and he went to HR, was there never a moment where he thought to himself, this may result in that person losing their job? Or here's another thing. Why doesn't Blake say to me, hey, I don't want to hear about masturbation and just shut the conversation down and deal with it on a person-to-person level? Why are we running to the referee and tattling? Like, Why can't we handle our own business? That's a that's a bizarre mentality. It's a bizarre way yeah. to fix things. It's a coward move is what it is. What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Well, we have a storm headed our way. Heavy rain, several feet of snow. It looks like people are definitely getting some sandbags because there could be some possible mudslides. They say winds ranging from 20 to 30 miles per hour in the Santa Clarita Valley were felt last night. There was a drop in temperature already, and it looks like the rain is going to hit tomorrow. Very chilly. They're talking about having as much as six or seven inches of rain over the grapevine, which even at its highest point, at least in terms of the freeway, is only about 4,100 feet. So... That would be significant if you are leaving tomorrow. <laughs> You're not going to get there. Uh, you had a friend in Denver that was talking about how crazy the the uh, weather in Denver is. 14 inches of snow from the storm that they're going through. Yeah, they're getting three inches per hour. Winds up there as well, 40 miles per hour. They've canceled nearly 500 flights from Denver International due to severe weather. I'm so glad I'm going there on Saturday. But- what? But it's beautiful. It's going to be sunny on Saturday. It's going to be beautiful. And you're going to have three feet of snow on the sides of the road, and you're going to fly, and it's going to look like a, as they say in the movies, a winter wonderland. I don't want to see a winter wonderland when I'm oh, flying into wow. somewhere. Well, the, the runway is going to be clear. Well, I hope so. They said three out of six runways are open there. Even as we're talking about the potential for rain and snow, there is a 4,100-acre fire that is burning in the mountains above Santa Barbara. Thousands of people had to be evacuated from what they're calling the Cave Fire. Started about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon off of uh, Highway 154, which will take you up over the pass the uh, from Santa Barbara into wine country over the hill there. They're saying that uh, they will have a busy day today as they continue to see some strong winds in the air. It's not hot there, definitely, but they are going to try to get a handle on this uh, today so that when the rains do come tonight and tomorrow, it just goes away. Looks like there was a climber that had a pretty bad fall at El Capitan, and she was saved by the free solo star, Alex Hunold. Her name's Emily Harrington. She's 33. She said she took a a bad fall during her latest attempt on this sheer, pretty much sheer granite wall on Sunday. And the people that she was with feared she suffered serious spinal injuries. But she was with the star of that documentary, Free Solo, about him becoming the first person, remember, to climb El Capitan without a safety rope. If you haven't seen Free Solo and you need a shot of adrenaline, if that's what you're into... Do it. Um, I have a question. She referred to it as a bad fall on El Capitan. Is there a good fall? No. Okay. No. Just making sure. 
there was a story about a woman who was attacked while she was uh, outside a car in Chambers County, Texas. 59-year-old Christine Rollins, a caregiver to an elderly couple in Onawak, didn't show up at her normal time on Sunday. So the homeowner goes outside and finds, well, the way they put it was, the homeowner found her lying in the front yard between her car and the house. But in all honesty, multiple feral hogs had done their best work on her. The sheriff says in my 35 years, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Because of the various sizes of the bites on her body, they could tell different hogs attacked her. This is a Stephen King book right here. The The feral hogs can weigh between 100 and 400 pounds. I'm never going to Texas again. Well, I don't think those the places that you're going to go in Texas are not really there's not not feral hogs running rampant. I don't think That's terrifying. Feral hogs? Yeah. Bites? And they got nasty mouths. Oh too. my god. Giant teeth. Cutting dental. Oh. Wow. Millennials want to ban secrets. Stop. You know what? I just quit. I'm just going to quit from this point on. This is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Millennials want to ban Secret Santa because it gives them anxiety. To which I say, is there something that doesn't give you anxiety, millennial? I think name. Let's start naming using, things that don't. They're using it as using a catch-all. Wrong. A catch-all. They're using anxiety for everything. That's not what anxiety is. When you feel pressure to do something, like go get a Secret Santa gift. That's an obligation, and you feel a little pressure. It's not anxiety. That's why That's why we have done this thing where we try to take the anxiety out of it by saying, oh, but don't spend any more than $10 on a $10 limit or $20 limit. Nothing more than that. If you feel anxious over a secret Santa or secret sister. You've, or what, you, you've won life if that's what makes you anxious. That means you have no real problems in life. Imagine how they would do with a pack of feral hogs running yeah, around. Yeah, that's anxiety. You oh. see a bunch of freaking 400-pound, nasty-mouthed feral hogs running at you. I mean, if there's a point where you need to put a, a hard definition on anxiety, one, one thing I might suggest is, will it induce accidental fecal release? <laughs> If that's the case, that to me is more, that's an anxiety. Right. That, that, I understand what that means. Yeah. Are you going to crap your pants or not? <laughs> Did, does shopping for a secret Santa gift make you want to crap your pants? Yeah. And if that's no. the case, no. It, I mean, there may be some. You know what? We, maybe we should get a feelings chart around here. For us? No, for, for these people. Oh, for the people we run into? Yeah. Like if somebody came through that studio door and Victor was like, I'm very. I'm very seven today. About yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in. I'm in. I'm this face, yeah. and they just point to it. Just number them one through ten. <laughs> I'm a seven today. I feel ten. Yeah, I feel eight. <laughs> <laughs> one in four people have hidden from their family at Thanksgiving. Mm, mm, that's that. low. That's yeah. low. One oh. in four is low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all hid from our families. Yep. It's not just maybe. Everyone puts a bottle of wine in the pantry. And? And you go in the pantry to find things. No, I meant and the garage. And the garage. And one in the back backyard. Yeah. And? The bathroom sometimes. One in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Just in case. 
You're going to want to put the cork on that one? It's it's better for relations if you hide from people sometimes. Yeah. Or just skip Thanksgiving altogether. I do that. I'm doing that too. <laughs> and then we've finally got a man in Florida that has fought back against a home intruder and uh, and ended up it really hurting his face. Oh, my God, Oh, Jay. my God, Jay. What is that? <laughs> his name's Barry Sands. He was sleeping at his home in Miami about 10 p.m. He woke up. He heard a woman screaming, asking for help. He opens the front door and is attacked by a dude. He fights back, punches this guy a number of times. Mm-hmm. But the mugshots. That mugshot. Pretty good. Looks like his face is coming off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we posted it up so that you can check Ooh. it out. That's our website, Blake. You give me a, yep, KFIM640. Dot com. Use the keyword Gary and Shannon. We come back. A little tear in the skies. Um, little, little sport dog may have had some anxiety, some accidental release. Talk about that poor little guy when we come back. Maybe we should start overusing anxiety to take the uh, nope. s- sting out of it. No, we're not. Gary and Shannon will continue. I like My- accidental release. Whiskey? You should pour whiskey in the turkey. Yeah, you should. You should do this. Oh, we've, oh, we've oh. all cooked turkeys before. Bar- barbecue it. I work. Oh in my theory. god! You should set it on fire and then throw it in the pool. And if if it's frozen, you turn up the oven and yeah. it'll cook quicker. And and stuffing. <laughs> such stuffing's delicious. Thankfully, I've yeah, cooked sure, a lot yeah. of turkeys. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we. Uh-huh. Right, we. Right. Hey, I have. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I worked in a meat department for six years. I've cooked a bunch of turkeys. Mm. Okay. I That's think it's not... funny that we both spent six years with meats, Blake. Yeah. Meat brothers. We are meat, <laughs> meat brothers. brothers. <laughs> Thankfully, Neil Saavedra, <laughs> host of the Fork Report, will join us at uh, 1.30. Our we'll go, co- <laughs> go through some of our last-minute I'm cooking Thanksgiving now. We collectively became eight years old in the last break. I've, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I found out moments ago, we told you earlier, we decided to cancel our trip up north because of the weather, and I found out that now I'm cooking turkey. Um, Some, somehow we've invited people over. Oh. So. So. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not coming over, are you? Is that, how did you say it? I don't remember how you said it to me. I said something like, do you want to come over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm glad you're doing that. Uh, but I have a friend who is a, uh, a pilot. pilot. Probably won't be there until later, but it's going to be his family. Because so. <laughs> I think their family bailed out on the travel plans as well. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's good. Orphans. That's what we are. Just uh, finding our way through the world. we got some terror in the skies to tell you about. Get it. Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. We saw this the other day. Not in an airport. We saw somebody walk into the building here. 
with a support animal. Yes, we did. And we both, like it was a sitcom, stopped in our tracks, looked at each other, and then looked back at this woman with this dog. The thing was approximately four pounds. There's nothing, that dog couldn't support a piece of Kleenex, let alone your emotional issues. (laughs) But this has become a huge problem for transportation officials. Elaine Chow, the Secretary of Transportation, has received a letter from 80 veterans and disability groups, I should say legit veterans and disability groups, that want to see some new rules that would require emotional support animals be trained if they're to be allowed on airliners. There have been issues. Um, There have been issues with uh, support animals biting service dogs. There have been issues with explosive diarrhea sprayed on passengers. Sorry, that part is you're going to have to because re- I didn't see that part. Yeah, it's the first line mm. of the story. Uh, it details the scene. A medium-sized dog racing through an airplane at 30,000 feet spraying diarrhea toward passengers throughout the cabin. Now, I feel bad for that dog because that was no fault of the dog's. <laughs> right? Like that's something that happened to the dog and that's got to be terrifying. But it's also something that happened to the everybody on the aisle. Right, but it's not the dog's fault. It's sprayed. Well, because it was running down the aisle. Spraying was the when worst we ta- thing I've ever put in my mouth. Spray when we're talking about animals usually means it's a <laughs> it's a voluntary thing, and I think this refers to the fact that it was an involuntary release. You guys also. <laughs> There need to be rules about what support animals are because they've had a duck on a plane. They've had a hedgehog peacock. in a middle seat, a peacock. They've had a sloth. Sloth would be Ooh, fun. sloth would be comforting. They smell funny, don't they? Since 2016, the number of behavior-related service animal problems, including urinating, defecating, or biting, has increased 84%, according to just one airline. Um, what, where would you draw the line? Here's the thing. Children defecate on flights all the time. It's terrible. It's not their fault. So you want to see an airline with no animals and no babies. I would get on that. that. Yep. Mm -hmm. I would get on that. (laughs) Absolutely. You've ever had a kid that just will not stop crying? Yeah. We had a kid on uh, our flight to Mexico City from LAX. And the baby was right next to Matt Money Smith and the baby would not stop. And I said, Matt, you've got to do something about that baby. You got to pick up that baby, hold that baby, shut that baby up. Right. And he said, were your your hands full at the time? He was right next to the baby. Oh, that. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, And uh, and he said it was like white noise to him and it doesn't bother him at all. Does he have kids? Yes. Yeah, he's got three kids. He's just a contrarian. Like, anything that's supposed to bother him doesn't, (laughs) and vice versa. He's like John and Ken when it comes to the smell of sugar. Like, oh, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder where she is now. Where is she? She's feeling anxious wherever she is. I know that. Uh, All right, Swamp Swamp Watch when we come back, including... A gender controversy. What? Regarding a dog. 
Do How we... is that going to fit into Swamp Watch? Well, just watch. And Michael Bloomberg. Oh, what a boob. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> yeah. I we'll did. play it for you. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. Gary and Shannon, can you guys stop sending me pictures of people that have been eaten by their pigs? What? <laughs> that was in one of the prequels, I think, for, uh, for Han- was it Hannibal? Oh, God. Yes. We fed him to the hogs. Yes. Oh. Because remember, Gary Oldman played, I think, played the guy who was mauled by the hogs at one point. Anyway. Mauled by hogs. Okay, now you're going to get into some weird... Movie. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why are you looking at that? I need to X that out. <laughs> they can do some damage. Yes, they can. All right, let's go to Washington, shall we? Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp Watch. Newly minted presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg took a campaign stop to put out a odd statement yesterday. We have that somewhere, right? I don't know. Oh, that part of it? Let yeah. me see. Uh, Bloomberg announces <laughs> running president. Now, you may ask, why am I kicking my campaign off right here in Norfolk? I'm sorry? I'm sorry? Sir, this is... This is let's have some decorum. Jeez, who is that? Uh, let's see. Was this the one you were looking for? It's my pleasure and privilege to introduce... Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Is that one person clapping? <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. It's my pleasure and privilege to introduce Mayor Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> oh That's, so That's a terrible start. Uh, and it just got worse. Keith wants to know, what's my favorite pizza? Thin crust, very well done, even burnt with pepperoni on it. Didn't even close. Wait a minute here. Thin crust? Yeah. Thin crust. Mm-hmm. You want to be president of America mm-hmm. and thin crust pepperoni is your favorite pie? That's what he said. I don't... I... Now, you may ask, why am I kicking my campaign off right here in Norfolk? Again, I'm not sure we can play that. Blake, we probably should play that. 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 So, just in case, you never know. And it is because southeastern Virginia proves that with the right candidate, we can turn areas from red to blue. And we need to do that all across this country. God, this guy is just the barn burner that we've been waiting for. Energetic. Supporting our veterans and reestablishing America's place in the world as a force for peace and stability. But more than plans, I offer the leadership to turn plans into reality. 
to roll up my sleeves, to motivate our country, to unite and rebuild America and make it fairer and better. I'm ready to get to work. So let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's. Whose brilliant idea was that? How do we sex up a candidate that has zero energy? Let's have him end his statement with. So let's get it on. So let's get it on. That was one of the worst kickoff speeches I think I've ever heard. I don't think I can think of a worse one. $30 million on a TV ad buy-in and you're going to weak stream your first appearance like that? What I want to know is. Who is the buyer for that? Did they take a commission? Because if they, if Bloomberg was like, I think we should spend maybe $10 billion on this new plan. And the buyer's like, no, no, actually, probably in the area of $30 million is probably the way you're going to want to kick it off to offset the fact that you have zero pulse when it comes to these big announcements. So let's get it on. Nick, what's that prostate medication for weak stream? Uh, what? Super. What is that? Super prostate. Is that what you're talking about? Urination. Super beta prostate is what you're talking about, Gary. But isn't that a ch- ch- chubby monkey baby? Flomax. That's what I was thinking. Flomax? What is that? Never heard of that. that so not? let's get it on. Well, let me click on it. Never heard of it. Uh, let's see. Symptoms of blah, 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 blah. Difficulty in the flow of urine is what it helps with. Weak stream. That's what he needs. He needs Flomax. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bloomberg. (laughs) Thanks so much. What a sad. I mean, it's just it's it's actually sad when you think about the waste of 30 million dollars that could have gone towards something like uh, ending student debt for a handful of people like that would have been a huge splash. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got 30 million dollars. I was going to put it in this uh, TV ad buy in. But you know what? I'm into real change. I'm into actually enacting something and changing lives. So I'm going to start my campaign changing all of these people's lives right here. Yes. That, that That's how you make a splash. You don't make a splash with the weak stream, let's get it on, LGBTQ baloney. It's my pleasure and privilege to introduce Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Well, and who is that woman? I don't and know. She's got the personality of a wet mop as well. Maybe she's related to him or something like that. I don't know, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, my, this is my neighbor, Barbara. She's here to, to uh, do the introduction for me. And uh, so let's get it on. Let's get it on. She hasn't gotten it on in years. Thanks so much, sir. Thank See? you so much. All right. Man, you guys are brutal. Seriously, still- when's the last time? You play play her again and then tell me the last time that she had sexy time. <laughs> it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce Mayor Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, been a it's while. been a long while. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm. All right, coming up next. God, what is wrong with us? A lot. <laughs> it's just it's just because we are like on a getaway day. Is that what it is? Yeah. No, this is all the time, and I love it. Hey, really? wow! What? I followed it up with a compliment. I guess. Let's you know, get she's, it on. she's our top fan on Facebook. <laughs> I did get that notification. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> All right, we'll continue a swamp watch in a moment.
in the show then. No, we can't do that. If we're gonna if we're gonna fire people for that, we're gonna have nobody left. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Reminder coming up on Friday, December 6th, a week from Friday, broadcasting live all day from Christ Cathedral and Garden Grove for our ninth annual Pastathon, collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that feeds 25,000 kids every week here in Southern California. 100% of that donation goes directly to Katarina's Club. So you can get to any Smart and Final store in California, Nevada, Arizona, and donate right there at the check stand, $10. Uh, generously donated by Barilla and Smart and Final Products. They'll add 10 bucks to your bill, and you'll get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. Hey, so that... for all, I was going to say, for all the details and everything, drop-off locations, donations, etc., you can go to pastathon.com. That fire near Santa Barbara, it looks like they're letting people back. They say nearly all of the 5,500 people or under evacuation orders, will be allowed to return home, the evacuation area becoming greatly reduced. This was a fire that took off about 4 p.m. and was blown down toward neighborhoods by strong winds, but no homes have been lost, no injuries. It's grown to 6.5 square miles at this point. There was a, Speaking of Swamp Watch, there was an unauthorized plane that had uh, violated airspace around the White House this morning, and they had to... Shelter in place. They put the White House itself under a lockdown and then put a bunch of the um, uh, other buildings, important buildings around there on lockdown. And at this point, they're saying there's there was no danger, although one of the reports from the Associated Press said that a missile battery near the Capitol had been activated. And I don't know exactly who would. What does that mean? That? I guess uh, wouldn't they always be ready just in case something's ready? Something's coming in. Yeah. So, anyway. Alex Stone joins us. Alex Stone is on a bit of a controversial story regarding Conan the Hero Dog. Yes. So, this has become a thing on social media and a thing in Washington. Is Conan a boy or a girl? That President Trump yesterday at the White House said Conan was a boy. Then the White House came out and several White House officials as well said, nope. Sorry about that. After the ceremony yesterday when Conan was awarded and said, we actually figured out Conan is a girl. There was a defense official who told us as well that at the Pentagon they had confirmed that Conan was a girl. And then, oh, wait, the White House came out again after that and said, oh, sorry about that. The president was right. Conan is a boy, which made a lot of people, especially on social media, say, is this just the White House correcting itself so the president isn't wrong? But the White House, he is today saying, final thought, Conan is a boy, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Pretty clear, though, if you look in uh, photos, doesn't look like there's a lot of uh, beans and sausage going on there. No meatballs. Looks like uh, he may actually be a she, but the Pentagon, the White House, they say he is a boy. Pretty easy, it seems, uh, to, to confirm this. They wouldn't have to go back and forth, but final answer, boy, is what uh, is that how, is that how that. you assigned gender to your children when they were born? Was you nope. looked for Meatballs Franks and Beans? <laughs> meatballs, check. That'll be our boy. No meatballs on our four-year-old. That would be our girl. Huh. I feel like I need to forward you the genderbred person so that we... <laughs> no meatballs. I'm going to say that all the time now. Uh, Whenever I'm talking about somebody like, I don't know, Michael Bloomberg, I'm going to say things like, 
No meatballs. No meatballs. <clears throat> hey, um, so maybe the dog identifies as uh, a girl. The dog or can a walk boy. into one of those bathrooms that either has uh, both on them or like that triangle right. symbol right. underneath <laughs> the uh, the woman. Yeah, I mean, if this I mean, is the a White female dog, by now they say no matter what you see in those pictures, that that Conan, the president, was right. Conan is a boy, but. They they sure had some back and forth on that, and they they couldn't decide yesterday. Could it mean could it could the meatballs have been removed though? They could, but I don't know. You wouldn't need maybe, to. but wouldn't the other part still be there? Yes. I, I, I don't have a dog. I, but, I'm not a doctor, that, but yes. Yeah, I would think the other part still kind of necessary, but I don't know. Oh my God. Hey, here's a question. <laughs> yeah. Mike Pence was petting this dog left and right last uh, yesterday when they were doing this, and my understanding was that a working dog like that. It's not really cool to just pet the guy, pet the dog or gal, and he's a good little boy. Aren't Belgian Malinois some badass dogs? Yeah, they are. So that was another part of this whole thing that uh, Pence and President Trump and, and the president kept saying, well, we thought about putting a muzzle on him, her, whatever this thing ends up being. But the president was saying him. Uh, but we decided not to. But this is a working dog. This is a tough dog. Uh, nobody mess with this dog. With the president and the vice president kept reaching down and petting the dog and uh, giving, you know, pats here and there. And the dog was real chill and sat there. And the president saying that Conan is not done, that Conan's got a lot more work left in, in him and that uh, they nobody should come around it, that, that it is a tough dog of war. But, yeah, the, the president kept uh, petting the dog, even though he kept talking about uh, what a tough cookie he is and that, that nobody would want to be around him if they weren't in a war setting, but here you had Pence reaching down and petting and the president reaching down and petting. So that also online has folks talking about it today. Kellyanne Conway was in a briefing today and she told reporters about the sex of the dog. I won't do that because then you'll say I was talking about somebody's sex or gender. So I'm not doing that. Like, that's yeah. where we're at right now, guys. Yeah, that you just stay away from it. You know, maybe a month or so ago, I talked to a uh, breeder out in New Mexico who breeds Bel- Belgian Melanois. She does it for the Delta Force, for Army Rangers, for Navy SEALs, police. Her phone has been ringing off the hook with people looking to buy Belgian Melanois since uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. She had one guy offer her eighty-five grand for a dog, and she told him no. She says there's not enough money on the planet for you to ever get a dog from me. She says that the people have been calling saying, ah, you know those dogs? Those are some, some awesome dogs. I want one of those. And she's saying no, that, that they can be good dogs as pets, but for the right person, they ha- have reasoning skills. Uh, research has shown that they have IQ of a 5- to a 9-year-old child. Uh, they're compact. They're not aggressive, but they're perfect for war, that they do what they need to do. But they can cost, depending on at what age and what they're trained in doing, about twenty-five grand per dog, or as a puppy untrained, about two or three thousand dollars. But she says, ever since Abu Bakr al Baghdadi, everybody wants to buy one, and uh, she's getting bombarded by phone calls. Mm-hmm. All right. No meatballs. No meatballs. Alex, thank you. Later, guys. That's why I woke up this morning. Did you know there's a new version of genderbred person out there? No. They're up to 4.0. This is version 4.0. How many genders does it include? No, no. It still has the same basic genders. Oh, but, but Are there meatballs or no? No. But it says 
gender identity is not the same as gender expression, is not the same as sex, is not the ge- same as gender, Making and is not the name hurt. as sex, not the same as sexual orientation. How about when you just do what you want to do and uh, and not label it? Why do we have to put labels? Why does everything have to have a name? Just be into what you're into. Find your page of the Cheesecake Factory menu stick, and enjoy yourself. Stick to it or can you flip pages? You flip around. America. Hmm. Uh, I'll take some bang, bang, chicken and shrimp, please. <laughs> we'll do Stormwatch <laughs> when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Because I want to go back to the days in the past when everything was easy. But I'm holding you close and I'm letting it go because, baby, you're the reason. I got, I got Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Of course, not a lot going on in Washington, D.C. this week, but the House Judiciary Committee next week is going to take over the impeachment probe. Um, uh, December 4th hearing has been scheduled on the question of high crimes and misdemeanors. The Intelligence Committee is putting together a report from all of the witnesses that they've heard from, both behind closed doors and in public last week, last couple of weeks. That's expected to be turned over to the Judiciary Committee. They're the ones responsible for coming up with uh, articles of impeachment if they do that. About uh, 5,000 people who uh, evacuated ahead of that fire in the Santa Barbara area are going to be allowed to return home. The sheriff in Santa Barbara County said the evacuation area is being reduced. So just about all of the 5,500 people uh, will be allowed to go home. The winds have died down considerably, and then we will see rain coming in late tonight into tomorrow. So it's at 4,100 acres is what they were saying, but we could see this thing pretty much come to a complete halt within the next 24 hours. Well, the Bears escaped with a win over the Lions, and Mitch Trubisky didn't look half bad. Yeah. Ryan, it's okay to say you hate calling our show. It's totally It's totally fine. okay to tell me to shut up. It's uh boy. You know the the thing about it is is that at the end of this week the Bears could be a 500 team and that might make people start thinking that they're good, but they're not. They're really not. Uh, how's the weather over there? What's happening with uh, the airports and all this? Weather now is fabulous, but uh, give it 12 hours and it's going to be a different story. Specifically here in Chicago, where wind gusts could hit 55 to 60 miles an hour tomorrow, that's not good for flying. And when you've got uh, close to 3 million people who are going to be flying the friendly skies tomorrow on the the huge travel holiday, um, that's probably not going to... uh, bode well for people passing through the Midwest, stopping off in Chicago, leaving Chicago. Uh, So that could create problems. So we already saw what's going on in Denver today. More than 500 flights canceled. Uh, We know what's going to happen in uh, Minneapolis tomorrow as well. Already travel vouchers being issued by Southwest Airlines, Delta, and American um, because they're going to get pounded with about a foot of snow. So uh, you know, on days like tomorrow, you want everything to be easy and light and, you know, not chaotic. But uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, at least here in the Midwest. You could have a, a domino effect of flights with the way the weather's setting up right now. And we had some strikes going on, too, right? Yeah, they're uh, caterers, a uh, couple thousand caterers. They're called Sky Chefs. They work with American Airlines. Uh, they're demanding better pay. Uh, they say that 
Some of their workers get paid less than $12 an hour. 30% of them don't have health insurance. 35% of them uh, rely on federal subsidies to uh, pay for their health health insurance for themselves and their families. Uh, So they walked off the job, and uh, they knew what they were doing. They knew that uh, this is a time when you have millions of flyers, and they wanted to have their voices heard. Uh, The concern was that some of these protests might get out of hand, maybe some civil disobedience that would block some entrances. We haven't heard anything like that. Uh, yet today, but uh, these demonstrations were supposed to be happening at airports across the country, Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, New York. So, um, But like I said, we haven't heard anything too serious as of yet. This is a strange um, couple of days because from out here in, in California all the way across the country through Chicago and back east, it looks like there are going to be places that are going to be impacted with not just, hey, it's a rainstorm, but severe weather. Yeah, and it's not just flights that are the concern either. Um, You've got a lot of drivers who are going to be hitting the roads in these kind of conditions. Maybe they're not used to driving in these kind of conditions. Uh, I can tell you in Minnesota, the Minnesota Department of uh, Transportation said they've been out pre-treating all of the the roads with salt uh, to try to get ahead of this storm. They've got 800 snow plows and salt trucks ready to go uh, to try to get people through because um, you're going to have people who, it's kind of that weird, mix uh, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, people who do have work but maybe are getting off early and the people who are trying to travel on the same day. So uh, these are the days when you see those traffic multipliers of three, four times uh, the normal traffic volume because you've just got so many people out on the roads. Ryan Burrow, great stuff as always. Appreciate it. You got it. Take care, guys. You bet. Ryan Burrow there in Chicago. One of the I, man, coldest I've ever been is in Chicago. Yeah, I uh, I went to a Bears Niners game a couple years ago, mid December. It was snowing. We were in the three hundred levels. You had the breeze coming, the wind. I shouldn't call it a the breeze. breeze. That it was like lovely. a brick freaking wall, a cold brick wall <laughs> off Lake Michigan. There, uh, the breeze. I think New England though in January last year was colder, but probably because I was standing outside for five hundred hours. Yeah, doesn't help. And they lost the game. But cold is cold. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah. it gets into the, your bones like that, it, it. Is that a can? That is a can of bush. That's not even bush, bush light. light. No, it's just bush. Hmm. Would you embalm yourself and then pose the body? I guess you couldn't do yes. it to yourself. So that when other people come to see your deadness. Well, it's like you're still there. Like you're in your natural state having your bush light or whatever it is. You know, you'd have an IPA or something like that. And you'd be propped up and it would be like you were there, not in a box. How morbid is that? That's not. Put me up at the table. Oh, boy. We'll talk about this extreme embalming trend that's going on when we come back to Gary and Shannon. And I'm done. This is a big day for you. Frankie McDonald's retweeting our stuff. You love this kid. Because he's never wrong. Frankie McDonald. Thank you. Frankie, he retweeted us? Yep. Wow. I know. 
feel like we should retweet his retweet. I feel like that one time when Vernon Davis liked one of my tweets. Hey, have you right? Yeah, this Circa is... 2014. <laughs> Back in the day when Twitter was Frank still a baby. My own TV station live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Hey, have you right? headed towards Los Angeles, California on Wednesday, right. November 27, 2019. It's going to bring up to one inch rain or more, especially in... Los Angeles, California. Now, listen, this this guy, Frankie, knows everything about weather. I wonder when he does a uh, a Los Angeles weather update like that, if part of him dies inside. Like, why would I even waste my time? Maybe this is the same number that you got. It just says that I have a spam risk. That's weird that we both just got back-to-back spam calls. Huh. They're watching. Either that or it's a funny name. I don't understand. Well, we were looking at this story earlier, and it's kind of interesting. The idea of of adding a little bit of panache to your post-mortem celebrations. Extreme embalming. There was a woman about five years ago, Miriam Burbank, whose funeral caught everybody's attention because her body was propped up, sitting in a chair, her black and gold fingernails shining. Of course, she's a Saints fan. Clutching a menthol cigarette and a glass of bush beer. I've seen my future, and it is bright. She's dead. Do I need to remind you that? She had her nails done. Okay. Her her football team's colors. She had a well, cigarette done, and a beer. What's preventing you from doing your fingernails in your, fi- in your team's colors? I'm just saying she looked her best on her funeral day. She looked great. Her nails were done. She has her sunglasses on. She's got a scarf. I mean, look, she looks fabulous. That is how you want to go out. You don't want to go out in a box. There's nothing fabulous about that. Prop yourselves up. New Orleans, for some reason, appears to be where this extreme embalming world is. Well, they do funerals like nobody else does. They have bumper stickers. They have parades. It's a hold to do. The bumper stickers say New Orleans puts the fun in funerals. They do. And they do. And they all go out to the bars. It's a big to do. I do want the brass band walking the body down the street. That's what I do want. You want your body in the box, though. Wouldn't it be cooler if you were propped up? In a throne-like apparatus, you have your sunglasses on. Well, if you've got an IPA is, in your hand. If the purpose you is your Giants hat on, that you want the family to remember you a certain way, as the way that you were. Right. Well, then why don't I just make a clone of my current body and say, "Hey, this is the way I want you guys to remember me." Not when I'm 84. That makes sense. Yeah, but you're still going to be living your life at 84. You're still going to be going to Giants oh, yeah. games and having your beer and the whole bit. I might be saggier. You're going to look exactly the same. That's not true. I'll have less hair. I don't think so. You haven't mm-hmm. lost any hair density in the four years we've been doing this show. And I don't even do those commercials. You should put some of that oil in there. See what happens? Yeah. Um, the Rub a little oil on that. The... Uh... The funeral, uh, what are we talking about? The funeral (laughs) celebrations in New Orleans, they trace back to West Africa, of course, brought to the continent by slaves. And then after the Civil War, jazz funerals became commonly associated with uh, poor people and musicians, which unfortunately were sometimes the same people, often funded by these local social clubs. That's why you'll see so many of these uh, 
I don't remember what the term is, the brass bands that take the body down the middle of the street. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I just remember being in New Orleans and seeing one of these processions and thinking, oh, is it somebody's wedding? And they said, no, it's somebody's funeral. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I... I don't, this is not my thing. Well, you're, um, I feel like you're uncomfortable by it. I'm uncomfortable with death. I won't, I won't ignore that. I mean, that's probably where it stems from. Yeah. I don't like the idea of, uh, here's part of it is also, I've been to open casket funerals. I, I mean, and it's yeah. not, it's, it's slightly different because I think that this is like you were saying, this is designed to give somebody the impression, not the impression, to give somebody a, an image of, who you were when you were alive. Right, because those open casket funerals can be really traumatizing for people because the people rarely look like themselves. First of all, you never really see those people in suits and all that. And then if they don't have the coloring right, it can look like a completely different person. It's freaky. It's it's traumatizing. I mean, I remember when my uncle died and he died so young and it was really, uh, it was terrible to see such a young person in in the in the casket like that, you know. Uh, I saw somebody. It's who a had, weird. It's a weird thing that we do, isn't it? It's a weird tradition. I saw somebody who had been in an accident, like a motorcycle accident. Oh man, that they been closed. It should one hundred percent have been closed. Uh, that was a hoo wee. There was no disguising what happened. Wow, they did what they could. I don't even I, I don't even go up there stuff, anymore. But... I don't even I I don't even do it anymore. If I'm at a open casket uh, wake or or uh, uh, I I can't do it. You know, I think I kept my distance. I think my it was my grandpa well, that died. And here's the thing, it's not you don't if you're in if you're there. I mean, if you're one of the live ones in the room, you, it's not like you have to do it to to pay respect to that person. I right. mean, you're there. Yeah. You're already there. But it was always kind of implied that you'd go up and you would say a prayer next to the casket, and that's what you would do at an Irish wake. And uh, and it's traumatizing, man, especially when it's somebody who you spent so much time with, and then they're not there. They're not there. Now I'm depressed. Blake, do you have that music I asked for? Prop me up. Tasty Tuesday when we By come way, back. Just jazz funeral is what they call that. Yeah. The brass band jazz funeral. There you I, go. Said, I thought it was something. I thought there was a name for it. There was something more creative than that. Okay. No, that makes me happier. This song Good. is better. Good. I think so too. <laughs> Gary and Shannon. So you can understand why we were concerned that there would be some issues, you know, here. If the if the doors ever open when we start telling stories, things can go south very quickly. 
Gary and Shannon, KFI New AM six forty. No, <laughs> live everywhere on the <laughs> so IR great. radio. You better not forward that to anybody at ABC. He's going to get in trouble. Uh, Mike Pompeo says there was a, a bunch of leaked documents that prove that Chinese authorities are engaging in massive and systemic repression of Muslims and other minorities in Western China. Secretary of State said these documents leave no doubt as to the scale of the campaign in the Xinjiang region. About a million people, he says, have been forced into detention camps, and that China should release all of those that it has arbitrarily detained. And as we get ready, of course, for our uh, holidays, the Israeli military says its missile defense has intercepted a rocket fired from the Gaza Strip at southern Israel. The army said in a statement today that it identified two projectiles fired from the Palestinian enclave. Hey, Nick. Yeah, Shannon? How much room is needed for fungi to grow? I don't know how much. As much room as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Let me teach you how to eat. Let me teach you how to eat. Well, Neil Saavedra, host of the Fork Report, you hear Saturdays here on KFI, and of course, one of the more popular guys in the building this week because really of the all weeks. Super- I'd say he's top five popular people in the building. Wow, I that's really generous. Year Thank round. You. Thank you. But people ask you more questions this week than other times. Perhaps. Yes, uh, this being, of course, the Super Bowl of cooking. Oh yeah, this is the time of the year. Lots of questions. You're going to be on for, I believe, if you count all the appearances on the different shows, 17 hours on Thursday, yeah. which is a, that's a lot. Nice, solid. Yeah, I'm filling in for handle all morning, answering questions, and I have a relapse of some cold or crud that I had a couple weeks ago, Ooh. so I'm sure it's going to be a Ooh. lot of fun. So oh, that's a little, too bad. little yeah. key lime Go for out to eat. lemon next. meringue pie. Do you want some? <laughs> Denny's, next. Do you want some zinc? <laughs> I've seen no, it's too late. Too late. Yeah, well, I can tell. It's nah. You know what's going to be interesting is it hit me. It hit me because I I didn't believe that it was coming back. Yeah. I'm like, really? It was like a week ago. So, so anyhow. you challenged it, is what you did. Well, you know what I think it is. It's that uh, I go under the knife in mid December. And I think that the universe is trying to keep me from doing that. Maybe that's it. Uh, no, you're getting it all out of the way yeah. is, what it's, is what's sure. happening. Just Glasses building up your full, immunity. Sister, knock yourself that's right. out. Uh, a lot of people have had to cancel their Thanksgiving plans and have been forced into the situation of, well, I didn't think I was hosting Thanksgiving. And now look at that. I'm hosting Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I heard that you're not able to do your plans. Yes. So um, One of the things- if you want to go over to Shannon's, I'm sure <laughs> she'd be totally open to that. Oh, yeah. She right. seems I would just like to say that. that they have, like, started planning their Thanksgiving. They've invited friends over, and I didn't I didn't get an invite. Oh, that's a nice— That's because I know you have plans. Wow. Right. Or I, are you trying to get out of your plan? No. Should we say it quietly so that nobody can hear that you're trying to get out of your plan? <laughs> I didn't know you knew Min Fu, because that was a total man flip right there. Yeah. Oh, I, I speak— If you're trying to get— out of your plans, uh, Monica Rick said that uh, she's going to be out of town. So if you guys uh, want to come to her place. Excellent. Yeah. You want to take a trip be, to Miami? That would be. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Yeah. I do not want to go to an airport. Why? So I keep seeing. I, mean, I can drive. I keep seeing everywhere. <laughs> drive. Mac and cheese being a thing for Thanksgiving. And so oh. now I'm going to make it. I'm and gonna the, wait. Has most, it not been a thing? The, we didn't know. know. Gary and I had no idea. Mac it's and cheese? not been it's on our not, radar. It, it is oh. fairly traditional in certain parts of the country. But it doesn't end up on all tables now. It's the most, big in the South. The most yeah. Googled Thanksgiving recipe in every state 
where California is mac and cheese. I'm going to make because it uh, today. nobody here knew that it was a thing, and they went, "It is." And no. then they sat and Actually, Googled. Actually, I'm looking wow. at one right in front of me. Uh, SatelliteInternet.com, and it says that mashed potatoes is. Hmm. Really? That's so, uh, what kind of do you like? Um, do you like a saucy mac and yes. cheese, or do you like the <laughs> the baked yes. uh, more? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm all, more of a baked. All of the <laughs> mac yeah. and cheeses. Yes, I'm yeah. going to give you I, a hot tip if you want to be able to make killer mac and cheese on the fly. You go out to the grocery store, and in the soup aisle, they have something called cream of cheddar. Mm-hmm. And mm. it's just a cream soup. But you get that. You dump that into a, uh, a pan. You cut up some Velveeta. You put some cheddar in there, some other cheeses that you might like um, over medium heat with a little bit of heavy cream. Do your uh, elbow pasta and toss it in there. Done. I'm going to do it in the Instant Pot. Well, what are you doing in the Instant Pot? Yeah, you might overcook it. The mac and cheese. But the... Really? I do everything in the Instant Pot. I get it, but see, the Instant Pot I got pot ready is... in the Instant Pot this morning. <laughs> that explains a lot. Because <laughs> everything lot. takes four minutes. A lot. I know. That's two minutes more than I would have given you. <laughs> Good for you. Um, no, that... You're so mean when you're sick. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually... Eh an eh guy with decent filters. So when my filters are down, it's ugly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I know. I know. Anywho. You, um, you hear what I said about John Thomas this morning? I heard what you said in your head. It didn't come out, but it didn't need to because I know you. Because there's a giant glass window where her forehead should be, and you can see exactly she, what she's saying. She has <laughs> zero filters. As a matter of fact, when her body puts on natural filters, she takes them off. She overrides her own filters. She's like, manual, manual, and abort, abort, manual settings. And I'm like, whoa, no, they're there for a reason. Anyways, um, baked mac and cheese, one of my favorite ones um, is a – it's like a 10-cheese – Layered mac and cheese. Wow. It's a southern dish. Um, I can, I can go you're, ahead. Look and, at Gary's face right now. It's like you're talking dirty to all the cheese. Oh, it, it really, it, it really, it, Delilah. It's a, it's a small cookbook. Delilah is her first name. Uh, it's a southern cookbook. It's, uh, I don't find it many places, but I can post you if you put Delilah's like ten cheese, you'll probably come across it. It's a southern recipe, and it is seven cheese mac and cheese. Delilah that, Winder. Yeah, that's. Uh, that Holy I think is the one. That's, yeah. the, that's the minor league version. Just look at the picture. It's, look it's, at the picture. It's pretty insane. You're going to need a moment. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, Here's the only... <laughs> wow. We're going to wipe that up before John and Ken get in here. What? Wow. If we even discuss this on air, you'd, you'd get booted from HR. Um, Twice, probably. Uh, uh, I do want to tell you this. I know Gary's a big fan of cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese is a hard is a difficult cheese to, to use in you know what, mac and cheese because it gets very oily. Hmm, um, okay. it, and so when you do it, when you bake it in, it might look great at first, but the oil will eventually rise to the top. So if you're going to use that, get use it for flavor, put a little bit in there, but don't, don't have it be your main cheese. Um, Velveeta is a good choice for building bulk. Um, you, you end up not even having to do like a roux, which is your... Um, uh, 50-50 fat uh, flour that you make to help make the sauce. Uh, I think they call it a, um, a Mornay sauce. But um, what you can do is skip that by getting that cheddar soup and just not 
putting anything else. You don't need to thin it out. You can put some cream in it and then add whatever cheese is and bring it to heat. Wow. Salt and pepper, some garlic, um, uh, those types of things in there. And it's super simple to make a creamy version. This is more like a souped up hardcore craft uh, macaroni and cheese or a version of um, kukuru. You remember kukuru? Sure. They used to do a pretty decent uh, creamy mac and cheese as well. If you want to do a, um, you know, just coming home from work, tired, just want to make a quick craft type, you can go online to Amazon and look up powdered cheese. You can get white cheddar. You can get, no joke, <laughs> it is it is freeze-dried powdered cheese, and you just do it the same way you would with craft. You put it like a tablespoon in there, a tablespoon of butter and a little bit of milk, and you mix it with your elbows, and it's done. But Without that's my elbow. It, with your elbow pasta. Oh, so um, or you can use what is it, orecchiette or whatever, orecchiette, the uh, ears, little ears. No, I use the the one that my mother always used to make. That was such a sense memory for me for mac and cheese was the little uh, rigatoni, I think it was, but it's a oh. su- super small one. I can't remember what the exact. Pasta Ooh. name would be yeah, because that's important. Whatever, yeah. whatever you had when you were uh, a little in, whatever the vehicle for the cheese yeah. was. I, I had craft. When we come back, when we come back, that's what I had. That's what I, yeah. There have been and multiple I had cold craft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to step out of your your safety zone for a second because we talk about food safety all the time, and you're very careful about making sure the recommendations are clear. And yeah, a couple you want of somebody times, writing you on Monday right. that yeah. Yes, I'm writing you from my toilet. You yeah. don't want that. Thanks, Chan. But let's talk about washing the turkey and the warnings that have been going out about washing mm. turkeys. Dummies. Gary and Shanna will continue. Neil Saavedra, host of The Fork Report, has joined us. Judiciary Committee set to take over the impeachment investigation of the president next week. They've scheduled December 4th hearing on the question of high crimes and misdemeanors. Neil Saavedra, host of the Fork Report. You hear him Saturdays here on KFI. Joined us. Talk about what's going on in a couple of days. You'll actually be on for Handle Thursday morning. All morning for for Handle, answering your questions, hopefully keeping you company, company and... Hang out if you're baking, cooking, all that good stuff. All right, so chances are people are going to be getting up early. One of the things that you're going to do is cook a turkey for several hours, depending on how big it oh, is, yeah. and uh, that sort of thing. The The issue that I think has come up, from my memory, it's only come up in the last, say, four or five years, and that is, do you wash your turkey? No. Stop it. Do you rinse your turkey? No. Same, same. Do you... <laughs> Look at do your you, turkey. You take care of its hot spots. No. 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 Here's no. why. Here is why. All right. What are you doing? What do you think you're doing when you're washing a turkey? I don't, rid know of bacteria? I don't know who's handled that thing. Okay. You don't think, you know, 400 degrees, 350 degrees for four hours isn't going to kill anything that's on there? I don't know where this came from. It's a bad practice because... What you do is microscopic. Like if you brought in, you know, luminol, sure, and you did a crime scene test. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On my turkey. Yeah. It'll look horrible. 
Okay. <clears throat> That's crazy. I had an example so, as to what it would look like. It involved Handel when he was 14, and I didn't say it, Shannon, because I have filthy. No, 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 no. We're not leaving. So you sit down, Missy. You sit down and you finish this show. It is, is your job. Isn't it ironic that she's the one that's yeah. going to get up and leave? I'm the too oh, far police. Yeah. Please. You're the one. I wouldn't wash a turkey, but I would soak and scrub Shannon's mouth. Because <laughs> but not she in the a, kitchen sink. No, a, potty mouth. Right. Whatever. But here's the deal. I am a lady. Uh, For the right price. Hey, just, because, <laughs> just, just because Craig bought that doesn't mean the rest of us are going to buy it. Women are not bought, Neil. No, it's I mean twenty nineteen by, by the premise. Then how come at then how come at the Pirates you of the watch Caribbean? Your mouth. Oh wait, they got rid of that. You are all out okay. of order. The wow, car- she's been drinking car- early. Okay, here's the deal. Focus, center, do a show. Um, you wash the turkey. All that bacteria splashes over whatever you're wearing. If it's your um. Apron, clothing, whatever. It gets all over the sink and the surrounding areas. It's horribly stupid to do that. Yeah. I still see chefs recommend that. Do not do it. It does nothing. You are going to put that bird in the oven. The oven is going to take care of any issue with that. What you do want to do is pat it dry. Okay. Pat it dry because that will give you crispier skin. And don't baste your freaking bird. Don't baste... Your bird, if you do that every 20 minutes, every 20 minutes, you're dropping your oven by almost 100 degrees when you open that up. And then it's got to reset. You're adding to the length of time. And all you're doing is maybe making the skin a tiny bit more crispy. That's it. And you can do that by patting it dry and adding butter or an oil prior to to putting it in uh, to the oven. You don't need to baste your bird. Um, that's stupid. Don't. Uh, don't feel the need to wet brine your bird these days. Dry brine it by putting salt on it uh, for a day or two prior. If you're in the, the circumstance like Gary uh, and his wife, you know, the, the weather is going to make them stay here. And they're going, okay, we didn't have plans to stay here. Short-term turkey dinner. Yeah. It, if if you don't need the whole turkey, which you really don't, just go out and get parts. Go get a couple of breasts and a couple of thighs and roast those off. They'll be thawed. You'll be good to go. And you don't have to worry about the, you know, the Rockwellian presentation or anything. Like well, that. I can't wait uh, to give just an idea, plant the seed for people to handle their leftovers. What would you say to people who on Thursday night are looking at what's left of the crime scene that was their turkey? What do they need to do to keep to store for turkey soup for the rest of the next uh, week and a half? You've got about four days to use everything. Um, I say repurpose, make soups, change the co- consistency of stuff. If you like um, – not even close, by the way, Shannon. If you like, she just tried to make a basket. By looking at you yeah. and shooting it over her shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So if if you've got like um, a soup, maybe you're doing a, a, a squash soup or something like that or even – you Nobody's know, trying to pie. eat a squash soup right now. But I'll tell you something. If you get that and you thin it out with a little bit of oil, maybe a little bit of cream, it makes a great sauce for pasta. Oh, okay. So you do that. Same with um, messing around with um, cranberry sauce and stuff. I know you like the gelatinous stuff, Gary. Mm. But you can thin that out, break it up, um, and add a little lemon to it and use it for something else. Uh, put it. You can put it in a taco with um, leftover ham and turkey, and it's fantastic. 
Um, but different things like that, experiment and break them down slightly different. Soups are great because you keep the moisture. Uh, chicken, uh, turkey pot pies, rather, fantastic. Ham pot pies, fantastic. I did over corn dishes and stuff in there. I did it. not know this before, but a great way to shred whatever's left over in terms of your meat, for example, would be in one of those uh, Cuisinart uh, countertop mixers. Throw, yes. Throwing meat in there will shred that up nice. Yeah. Be very careful. It doesn't take much for it to become a pate. So, um, but I will tell you what I've done is done that on purpose, put ham and turkey in there, make it more of a, a crumble, um, and then add cheese, put it in pasta and make, um, ravioli or you're, tortellini or something. It's fantastic. You're going to be busy the next couple of days. No, I'm just going to be telling people they, so they can be busy. You can, are you going to be Okay. I'm worried about you because getting up to do Handel's show is taxing. Listen, I'm a little rough around but the edges. Handel's not probably here. not going to be pretty. Yeah, Handel, but Handel's I will get not it here. That's the other part. He's not here. What do you mean? I mean, he's going to do it himself. He right. Doesn't have, he doesn't have, have to, to deal, deal with, with Handel. Handel. Right. No, yeah, I'm not getting Handel drunk or something. I know. It's I'm just here. tough to wrong. wake up early when you don't feel well. No. Look I, at me caring. What uh, the hell? Yeah, but part of you is looking like you want me to fail. There's something in your eye which is no. like. No. That's like somebody watching watching NASCAR going, I hope they make it. Uh-huh. I just feel like you know what? there's probably more going, truth to that. You're sort of going, I want to hear this train wreck <laughs> I, I because I have a drive that day. <laughs> that is a strong point. You and know I me. don't need to know about gravy. <laughs> you know me better than I know myself. <laughs> okay, get up early Thursday. Neil will be on four handle from 6 until 10 right here on Thanksgiving, the Fork Report. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that wasn't caring. That was rooting for chaos. And don't freak yourself out. Everything can be fixed. It's totally. Everything can be fixed, and it's for your family. Or just pretend you weren't going to make mac and cheese in the first place. Just give them more then rum. nobody misses it. You more know rum. I had a chef tell me once, if it doesn't come out the way you thought it was going to, rename it. it w- Ooh. And you know what I do? And I've done that before. I add a European twist to it. I say, oh, this is a European corn dog. It's not. It's just a corn dog I screwed the up. The word European. Yeah. yeah. And they go, these are great. Are they? They're extra crunchy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's European. Yeah, it's European. They love it. The Europeans love it. John is literally waiting at the door to come Again, in here. Again, the second day in a row. What's going on with that guy? Is he, is he okay? He's oh, moving a lot. Maybe he has to pee. Oops. It's like banging at the door to get in here. Maybe John we'll just squat. I need to oh, get out. You want to be a squatter? No. Get out. Heads on a stick. We'll see you in a couple days. Blessings. Doesn't look like Stay there's dry, a lot of uh, beans and sausage going on there. Compared to lying on the floor of the bank, this was Space Mountain to me. I, you know, I thought it was great. Gary and Shannon. Oh, that was fantastic. I feel a thousand percent better. Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.